Hey, this is James Gunn. You're listening to Mad Scientist Party Hour. Is that right? Welcome back to another episode of Mad Scientist Party Hour. My name's Kevin Kraft. Once again, joined by a man who is completely nude from the waist down and is currently conducting a small orchestra using only his boner. That's Jeff Clark. Call me Maestro Dragon. And transmitting to us from your mom's bukkake party... The bearded booger eating sperm donor known as Shuddy Boy. Yo, ha, ha. I don't, I don't know how I feel about that one. Yeah, Better than the other ones usually. I'll tell you that. At least you would think a mom is of age in most cases. That, that's true. That is true. <laughs> usually, you don't get um, of age victims in the intro. And we or- all know how much you love uh, Bukaki. <laughs> I don't think I could join in on Bukaki. I'm down for some crazy shit, but I don't know about Bukaki and with the bros. All right. I guess this is chill, guys, but I'm going first. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. If, I'm I, go, if I'm in, uh, I'm going to go play Madden. Drag my, well, you guys are fucking talking on your noodles. On <laughs> I, hate the, I hate the Jeff impression. <laughs> Man, so... I talked about this on last week's Patreon episode, but um, I started a, a cameo profile, and I, I've, Which I'm glad you bring that up because I have some some things to discuss with you. Oh, I bet you do. Because at your time, I felt I felt like the the Patreon might be the 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 best place to just sort of leak that news and and take a temperature on things and see how people feel about it. And I got hit up. I got I got a handful of cameo requests in the past week and you know i threw it out there i was like you know i'll do impressions from msph from the ellis show if you got to deliver bad news is droopy i'll do i'll do the droopy voice and give some bad news to somebody i'll 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 be the pope i had all these characters that i've done from the ellis show i was like i'll do a, a cool beans freestyle and everybody is just hiring me to do skits Involving Jeff and Shuddy voice. I've had them make love, uh, fight over He-Man toys. Yeah, who birthed whose child in that one cameo? I forget who it was, was having me, the butt right? baby. I yes. think it was me. Correct. Because I know I commented that I would have aborted the kid. <laughs> yeah, because Art's got that one and he posted it to his his Instagram. Even though my mom's against abortion. We don't want to. Abortion Afghanistan. We're off to a bad start here on this podcast. Yeah, Jeff, you you switched your your lever into fun mode today. I see. Oh, I have a lot of fun things to talk about. Actually, Kevin, should we switch our levers into fun mode today? Yeah, I guess so. Where are our levers usually? Wait a second. What's happening? Is it? It's V-neck day. It's V-neck day. Oh, Gotta let the taco neck, bre- the taco meat breathe. Taco neck. 
I love it. You guys look great. What, what, what inspired this? I mean, aside from me and me next, what usually did you guys just, is it like a particular Wednesday or Monday of a month or <laughs> how are we doing this nowadays? No, this was just a Tim requested that we surprise you with the V-necks and Kevin and I sidebarred and yeah, I had to go up with digging it. it up. I'm not selfish about my brand, so I appreciate you guys. Welcome to Team V-neck. Happy to have you on board. Kevin, yep, we're the V-neck bros. If you were single still, you wouldn't be single much longer, let me tell you. I don't know. Rent is not a fan of V-necks. Did she say that or are you just fucking no, she really did say that. at me. Because I told you we went and we went and did a, a, a shopping day. I was like, I'm a four year old. I need shirts that have a metal band, something geeky, something anime. That's kind of my bread and butter. Outside of that, I'm I'm a fucking lost child. So we were walking around department stores looking at stuff, and anything V neck got shot down. She's like, Yeah, I'm not into V necks. Hmm. That's like, right, fair enough. Well, Say with all due respect, fuck Rent Rez, uh opinion on V necks. <clears throat> yeah, you're, V-neck, you're you don't approve you're clearly, of V neck take. Yeah, Jeff, you're you're making all of the the right moves in the lady department. So, yeah, fuck her. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I don't need your advice, Rent Rez. I'm just I'm doing just fine. All right, this is this is uh going off the rails. Let's get back to your cameo. Shuddy was making an interesting point that while a on one hand excuse me, you're helping our brand. You're doing these awesome cameos and impressions out of us. But on the other hand, you're making us look bad because your response time is still not at an acceptable rate. You know, I I was thinking the other day when I looked at it and it had gone down to six hours that it was commendable. But I noticed today that it's gone up since then. How? Obviously, you're taking longer than six hours to respond. That's how. Well, yeah, smartass, I haven't done any cameos up. since then, so how could the average change? It, don't talk to me. Now you're at seven hours. You went up sixteen point six 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 seven percent. Well, yeah, I don't know how that happened. I don't know. Uh, you're obviously your priorities are skewed, That's and it's not our issue to fix. I suggest if you have a problem, you email support at cameo.com and maybe they can clear some of this up. But the bottom line is that your responsiveness. Increased by sixteen point seven percent. Well, it initially dropped and that's, about that's four million percent because it sets you def- a default at five days. So I went from five days to seven hours, which is uh, miraculous. You could say. Let's not talk about that. Let's talk about the real problem here: is the six hours going to seven hours? That's really. Yeah, I don't know. We can we All can right. dwell on that, but you're sounding like a real pussy, shuddy boy. <laughs> oh wow, he got me back on his side by calling you a pussy. Of course he <laughs> well did, done, Kevin. <laughs> well done, Kevin. <laughs> Jesus, shuddy. All right, let's just get off his back. He ethered you twice, Kevin. Yeah. One thing I want to talk to you about: if if by Labor Day. You don't have documented footage of you doing the crate challenge. I'm quitting this fucking podcast. You have to do the crate challenge. I don't know what that is either. You got all right. So maybe we're adults. We're not on TikTok, Jeff. Maybe this maybe this really is black social media because I feel like that's the only 
the only people I see doing the crate challenge, but really what it is, it's like uh, a staircase made of milk crates and you have to uh, ascend it and then descend it. And what without like falling down, you just did Google crate. It's challenge. just a stack of milk crates. Yeah. Like in a pyramid and so what, you have to go up it and, and then down it. And people are just like wiping out. Yeah, because the crates because yeah. they start wobbling, they won't they won't support you. Because it's not built so it's not it's instead of being built where you know you put the next crate overlapping two crates, it's just straight up stack of one, then a stack of two, then a stack of three. Based on what I'm finding on the internet. Hey, I'm and, an old man here. I'm pushing I'm pushing forty. And where's Kevin going to get a you know a mountain's worth of milk crates? That's an interesting point. I had a conspiracy theory about that. Do you think like the FBI or the deep state are dropping off these milk crates in the hood, like like brick pallets during the uh, or pallets of bricks during like, the George Floyd protests? Because I it was the only communities that I see doing this is the black or African American communities, and I wonder where the fuck do they get these milk crates? I didn't even know. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't know they sold transport milk like that i guess i don't know how they fucking transport milk i don't know we're gonna exactly how they still transport milk i guess apparently and apparently they're just floating around but i haven't seen any milk crates in my my neck of the woods let me ask you this the only way i know how to get milk crates is by swiping them from a convenience store that has them out back for the milk company to pick up let's do that and to do get this many milk crates you're gonna have to knock off you know 17 7-elevens Wait Jeff, let me ask you a question. In all of your viewing of this this milk crate challenge, have you seen anybody complete it, or does everybody eat shit? I've, I've seen, like, two guys complete it. One guy did it, like, super impressive, like, really flexed. Like, literally, he actually got to the top. Someone handed him dumbbells. He started doing dumbbell curls. Someone handed him something else. I think it was like a plate of food, and then he walked down it. I was like, oh, fuck, dude, all right. But most people get just just completely wiped out. And some of the results are real bad. I don't know if you Googled it, Kevin, or if you're looking at it. No, because if I pull something up, the audio will go will bleed into the podcast. I'm not watching any of the videos. I just did Google Crate Challenge, and I'm looking at the thumbnails for the videos on Google, and almost all of them is somebody eating shit. Yeah, you can wipe out pretty hard. I have and a feeling I, Jason Ellis is going to make me do this at some point. Of course, I'm I'm stunned. Like I'm Jeff, the one telling you this Jeff, for the first time. Yeah, tweet one of these videos at Jason right now and ask him to make Kevin do it. Oh, you! Scumbags. I don't want. Hold on, I don't want the blood on my hands. But this is gonna this is gonna get published tonight, and I don't know what the Puminati might do. Psycho, uh, we're looking at you. Oh, we, Jesus Christ. Psycho will absolutely take that challenge. You scumbag. Unfortunately, unfortunately, that fucking moron's a, a uh, is an eggshell on Twitter, so no one's gonna even listen to him. <laughs> he's got I think he's got like two followers, and I might be one of them. Well, but uh yeah, you're totally gonna do this. I I'm surprised I'm the one telling you about this the first time. I I, I would almost guarantee this is on Ellis's radar, but well, I will be in like seven hours. To go back, um, I uh, hold on. Where I lost the fucking. Okay, so 
despite Shuddy Boy and Jeff's uh, uh, propaganda trying to to smear me, I have been good with the cameo turnarounds. There haven't been a ton of them, but I know it's a very it was only small... open to a limited audience. That's also. true. I yeah, and you know now I, our I millions also... of listeners. Sorry, I also know that this this is not. I'm not expecting this to be any sort of in demand uh purchase. I'm not really expecting to get consistent cameos or anything like that, but I you know, I'm not really familiar with them, so I decided to look on the website and see what other people were doing. <laughs> and the only the the my most like the the most exposure to cameo I get is discussions on the Howard Stern show about High Pitch Eric doing them. And apparently High Pitch Eric, who, if you think about it, he's pretty much made for cameo. He's a very goofy guy. He's funny looking. He's funny sounding. Um, people, you know, he's beloved on the Stern show. He's got very funny contributions. And he's making a fucking killing at it. He charges like 80 bucks for his cameos. He's done almost 1100 at this point, I think. And there's a, a function where... I don't know if the the person who ordered the cameo has to approve it, but it can go up on your profile. So when people look at your page, you can see past cameos that you've done. And I don't. I got a lot of competition, and I don't think it's going to be an easy task to live up to high pitch. Now, who sets your pricing? Do they based on your popularity, or no. do you? You did. I I said it. Because because there are some, I, every I now and then I'll go through cameo to see who is getting what, uh, like LeVar ball right now is getting $133 per cameo. Is that the reading rainbow guy? <laughs> no, <laughs> that's LeVar Burton. LeVar ball is, oh, uh, his cousin <laughs> is what's it? The oldest son. Jeff, it's Lon. He's an Lonzo. NBA basketball player's father. Lonzo and Lamelo Ball. Wait, somebody's the one dad that did the gets a cameo. Baller, yeah, the big baller brand. He is a, an obnoxious human. Ugh. You might have somehow heard of him. I guess maybe the if the name doesn't ring a bell, then probably not. Uh, that's he, I, he went on TV and said that he could beat Michael Jordan one on one, which is started know, a shoe company and allegedly screwed his sons out of the their shares and oh, he seems like a cool were guy. total garbage and they were like 500 bucks and just a whole um paula abdul 449 dollars dude i think the chick That's olivia coleman who was in like the crown and i think she was actually even in a couple edgar wright movies i think she's charging 700 dollars per cameo samuel tarley 200 dollars yeah, I'm only twenty the bucks. Singer, and the like, lead singer of Crazy Town is seventy five. Oh man, yeah, I, I got so cameo takes a a a pretty sizable chunk. They take twenty five percent of what you set, and then if somebody books a cameo through iOS, like if you have if you just go on your iPhone and book me through cam, the cameo app, Apple takes another five bucks. So I get 50% of the booking if it's done through uh, an, an Apple product. Desktop, please, fellas. Yeah, yeah. Kevin, ladies. 
you are not in the new and noteworthy section. No, because I'm only one of those things. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you need to get that response time down. That's the only way I can think of addressing that or helping that. Yeah, I, yeah. I, well, I, I have a question. What's Hoff the... is getting $500 per cameo. Up your prices and maybe you can pay one of your bills through this stuff. Kevin, what's the worst news you'd be willing to break via cameo? Well, I don't know, cause I'd have to, I'd have to think half of it was fake, like that one guy who was going around getting cameos from a bunch of high name people to all just like break up with their girlfriend for them or some shit, and that was all like fake. It was just one guy seeing what people would do. I mean, if obvious, obviously, if it's like, yeah, can you tell my dad sorry he has cancer AIDS or something like that? Like, obviously, that's a joke. So I don't know. I mean, I guess if somebody was like, sorry, your baby died. It's, I don't really see the, no the, children the yucks deaths. in that I gotcha. one. Yeah, yeah, that might be tough to I've, work with. I think that's a fair rule. Whether it's real or not. You'd announce a divorce, right? Yeah. Oh, baby. Someone, please. Someone in the Pumanani, just divorce your spouse just, just to get Kevin to do it. The There's cameo. also no way somebody's spouse would believe that was the actual thing. Well, I mean, you have to come with the papers as well if it's a divorce. Oh, well. <laughs> you also have to say you've been served as somebody's handing them the divorce papers. I don't see how the timing of that's going to work out. I did pull one of High Pitch Eric's cameos, if you want to hear what I'm up against. Sure. Hey, what's up, Dalton? It's me, High Pitch. I want to mention that I hope you don't have any blood in your poop today. And also, I heard your best friend of 25 years, and you often have blood in your shits, and you love to joke about your anus. And more about me... You love my inverted penis and my, and you love my longevity on the show, and you love my low pitch. <laughs> what the fuck, Kevin? There are dogs on here getting eighty dollars a cameo. Well, I got some bad news for you, Shuddy Boy. A lot of dogs are cooler than me. Shut, shut now you're being mean all right let's not talk I think, about i don't know i am saying i think you're undervaluing yourself that's all i'm coming uh, at it from that point of view don't i think saying there's money left on the table here yeah well yeah. i i appreciate that shuddy boy but we're gonna have to agree to disagree i think puminati get him his cameos wait, oh, wait how much to swing his cameo dick around how much do you Kevin charge? Craft cameos is needs to be a thing that everybody knows about. Yeah, three Ks, yeah. three Ks. Kevin Craft. Yeah, yeah, cameos we got it, Shuddy Boy. Yes, yeah, so that that joke is still funny five thousand times later. I'm gonna howler at the graphic <laughs> artist and get her to do a thumbnail of Kevin Craft cameos. Kevin, well, how much are you charging per cameo? Twenty bucks. Okay, I think I'm gonna start a cameo account for Little Mama, and I'm gonna charge twenty one dollars. You have to get verified. Yeah, dude. Little mama will have to get verified. What's her social media presence? It's it's real bad right now. You're right. Uh, maybe I'm not going to be able to get it done. Dude, I applied Lucky. like seven times before somebody from Cameo finally got back to me. I think they were like, oh, God, let's just approve this guy so he leaves us alone. It was getting real fucking embarrassing. 
Yeah. Fucking Tan Mom is on there charging like $130 per cameo, and they're like, Kevin Kraft? Nah, fuck him. We don't need him on our platform at all. Oh, wait, are we talking <laughs> about from the uh, from the supermarket queefs intro? Tan Mom? No, the real Tan Mom, the one that that joke is about. I never got that joke. What What are you talking about? What's Tan Mom? Google her. Um, yeah, she's fine, she's I'm the good. woman who got in trouble for bringing a baby into into the tanning bed with her and oh she's a white lady who goes to tanning booth so much she looks like she could be african-american yeah this is creepy her skin is like black suede but she's also been catapulted by you know essentially being a whack packer on the stern show oh all right man but yeah that's all we really need to say about that. Jeff, how was your time in Texas? Awesome was cool, man. I had a lot of fun. I was there with two of my best friends. I road trip with uh, my homie Ryan, who's been on the podcast a long time ago. I was in his wedding. That was cool. Um, and then my buddy George, who you uh, joined on the Fade to Media podcast with to discuss the East Coast playlist versus West Coast playlist. Um, I feel like you've met him out here before. He's my like one of my first friends in LA. We worked at the Clippers together. He moved out to Austin a couple of years ago and he hosted me a majority of the time because he had furniture. My homie pretty much had no furniture there. It's still being shipped from San Francisco. So I did sleep on his, uh, on an air mattress and hang out with him and his wife and his baby for, you know, days. I kind of, they kind of shared custody of the dragon, but it was a lot of fun, man. Um, Austin, I don't have a lot to say, and you know how I how I am. I'm looking to complain. I even, you know, force it into tight windows here or there, but there's not a lot of bad I could say about Austin. If I was in the city by myself or without a uh, chaperone or uh, a host who had all these different, like, moves prepared and has been around the block a whole bunch of times, maybe it wouldn't be that good. But from my perspective, it was fucking awesome. Beautiful people, friendly people, a little bit cheaper than L.A., which, you know, I was keeping score of, keeping track of. Um, great food. I mean, it was it was my vibe, you know. All I did was eat and drink for, like, fucking six days. And that I must have been eating. a nice change of pace. Love drinking. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it was, it, was, it was a lot of fun. I got to shoot guns for the first time ever. Um, How'd you like that? that? Was, that it was all right. I mean, it's kind of expensive and it wasn't that like dope after like firing the gun a few times. Plus, like, you know, I'm doing it amongst Texans, all of which know much more about guns than me. And I felt like a huge bitch, honestly. Still kind of do. Um, Do you guys um, have a, a gold scar I could rent? <laughs> uh, so what about can I buy three med kits? <laughs> How about a grenade? No one ever likes the grenades. You have like some of those lying around. I'll throw that at the back wall. Um, no, my buddy had a, I think a Glock and an AR-15, and that's what we brought to the, uh, to the, to the gun range. And it's gonna sound real vaginal. The AR-15 is fucking scary. <laughs> like it's a, it is a scary gun. Uh, and it like gets the attention of everyone else in the shooting range because it's fucking it's louder than most guns. Yeah, because everybody like, looks over, and they're like, "Oh Jesus, is is this incel about to kill us all?" 
No, they're in <laughs> Texas. He was in Texas. They were jerking off. Yeah, I mean, it's my buddy's gun. Like, he knows how to use it. <clears throat> he knows how to stand. The One of the, the driving range or shooting range uh, professionals helped me out with how I was holding the AR-15. I guess I was holding it, like, too much on my shoulder and not enough, like, in my bicep. Um, and I shot it a little, like, seven feet wide of the target. I didn't even see where it was going, to be honest. Um, so I felt like a real fucking pussy about the whole thing. But he was friendly about it. He was super nice. I'm, I'm assuming he gets little kids and women all the time that he has to show how to use the gun. But Just treat after, me like a, a little girl. <laughs> pretty much. But, uh, yeah, after firing the gun for, I don't know, let's say like five minutes each gun, I was kind of over it. I was definitely ready to go to the brewery and play uh trivia night which is what we did afterwards but it was fun dude uh the whole experience was fucking sick and how does how does the team do when jeff clark is on it oh i know the answer to this one it's a kazoo i'm i was better at my i was better at uh trivia than my buddies we got i think seventh out of like 13 teams now no i think it was i think it was 13 it was just pretty popping, but most of those teams had more than three p- players. We only had three, and it feels like they had to have been cheating and using their phones because we did really well in most rounds, and we were seventh. Like, we weren't even fucking close. So, um, like, a lot of eight or nine out of ten score rounds. So, we're killing it, but Austin's sick, man. Uh, not a lot of bad to say. I don't know about that whole moving there shit. I mean, there are a lot of pretty women. There are there are a lot of things to do. Um, a lot of uh, big nightlife scene. But I fucking love Long Beach. Love my neighborhood. Uh, I am looking forward to getting back out there eventually, though, because two of my good homies are out there. And so I always have, like, you know, something to do and people to hang out with. So it was cool, though, man. Shuddy. You should check it out. Have you been to Austin yet? I haven't been to Austin in 34 years. Gotcha. So you visited my uncle there once when I was real little when he went to University of Texas. That's the only time I've ever been to Austin. It's changed since then. I heard it's changed a lot over the past few years. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it's not the same Austin that I was at. (laughs) Everything I hear about Austin makes me, other than the heat, Makes me have no reason to think I wouldn't love it there. The locals fucking hate Californian transplants. I like I like that. One of the Uber drivers was we got into a conversation about it and he was complaining to me about, you know, all the influx of people raising the cost of living and how a couple of years ago he had a two bedroom, two bathroom with a lawn, fenced in backyard, carport and like a uh, community pool. It's paying six hundred and fifty dollars a month, and now it's two thousand. It's like you know, I feel you for being a little butthurt. It sounds shitty. Um, the best way I heard this put actually is my homie talking about how how apparently white people don't like gentrification. <laughs> I thought that was funny because you know it's not something we usually complain about, but I guess Austin they're not they're not stoked about all of us liberal cucks moving in there and raising their <laughs> fucking rent and their taxes. But hey, that's what you get for putting out a 
dope ass product in a cool city. So good job by you guys, Austin. I had a lot of fun. Can't wait to get back out there. Maybe next time I'll have the chance to connect with some Puminati. One of the Puminati hit me up my DMs and told me how he was um he uh performs in live he performs in a band uh live shows throughout Austin. So uh there's a whole bunch of Puminati in the Texas in Texas and yeah, we got a, an email from somebody that sort of at one part touched on it. Um he said, Hey guys, I've been listening for about six years now. I love the show and the Patreon as well. Kevin, the KWEF radio bit almost made me spit my coffee out first time I heard it. I wanted to write in and show some love and thank you guys. I forgot how much this show is a part of my weekly routine until it was a day late because of Kevin's Hawaii trip and it was a bummer, but it got me thinking. I do a podcast of my own. I'm not here to plug. Uh, so I have an idea of how much work goes into this. So the fact that you guys consistently put out a great show week in and week out is really commendable. The dynamic between the three of you is unmatched. Thank you guys for everything you do and all the work behind the scenes. And then he throws in a PS. I messaged Jeff on IG about it, but there was never a chance of the gun recoiling into his face when he went shooting in Texas. It barely recoiled at all. He was manhandling that gun like Shuddy does his He-Man toys when he's jerking off. Much love and thanks again. Jake, a.k.a. Jacoby1. So he had faith in your in your gun shooting skills and, and not injuring yourself, Jeff. Yeah, well, I was extra cautious with it, and I had read stories and heard about people like you know misusing guns and the blowback hit them in the face. So that wasn't how I was going to go, but my accuracy is pretty fucking terrible, allegedly. I mean, I remember the first time I went shooting guns, and like I shot some pretty powerful ones, and was told, you know, you know, you put both hands on the pistol. And you pull back with your front hand and push forward with your back to sort of create some tension for when it fires so the recoil doesn't throw it up in your face. At least with the ones that have a lot of kick. And I, upon hearing that, I was very nervous. I was like, oh, oh, I'm going to fuck this up and, and hurt myself somehow. But I did all right. I feel like if I can, if I can go through something like that without hurting myself, uh, you were in good shape, Jeff. It's just fun to make fun of you sometimes. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, you, it's obvious to take it extra cautiously, right? It's a fucking gun. You know, it's aside from looking like a pussy, you don't want to mishandle a gun. So yeah, I mean, it wasn't that big of a trip, but I love that looking like a pussy is always your first concern. Isn't that always everyone's first concern? <laughs> Everything else comes after that. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> the last thing I want to do is look like a pussy. I've uh, got another email. It says, oh, God, I love you guys. I don't know if I want to kill Jeff or fi- high-five him. Moments ago, listening to a new episode, I was drinking a thick smoothie. As Jeff said, uh, Bolt's, uh, Usain Bolt's record was 9.9 or so, and then stated in high school he ran a 15-second 100-meter. I was taking a huge sip and started to laugh so hard I grabbed my nose because I felt it about to come out. And when I pinched it off... I fucking threw up in my car. I know 15 <laughs> seconds isn't crazy for a high school guy. I don't know. I'm truly not crapping on the dragon. Just something funny when a sentence from his mouth compares him to Bolt. Anyway, <laughs> gotta freaking clean this up. Thanks, Jeff. Actually, suck a dick, dragon. Love you guys. Wow. So you got uh, that guy to barf I, smoothie in his I car. Think. I well, 
Okay, so 15 seconds. I could be way off. I probably am. I just probably <laughs> I probably wasn't within six seconds of Usain Bolt. I I was in my head, I was trying to just communicate how slow I was, and maybe I just didn't do it well. I think that's what he's joking about. Oh, it's girthy. I don't know. I saw like a social media post today that had me thinking like to it said like to all those 25 year olds out there when's the last time you've ran at full speed you know like when's the last time kevin you like busted out like a fucking sprint that's a good question i know it's happened i'm having a hard time pinpointing it rent and i went and did a pretty serious hike yesterday because we had two very intense meals korean barbecue to the point where we got the meat sweats and then the nice. following night that's how you do it the following night we went to a cheese restaurant in santa monica that was very high focus on cheese and cheese wheel pasta got cheese wheel pasta mozzarella knots and then they have an entire cheese menu where you can just order like the place is covered in fridges hold on and there's cheese in all of them what are mozzarella knots we didn't know, but when we saw that on the menu, we were like, fuck yeah, hook us yeah, up. With I mean, those. how you could go into it. There's no way that any description would still make me not order it. Mozzarella knots. I don't need to know what it is. I'm sure. But tell me. Well, it's it's not terribly exciting, Shuddy, but it's still, you know. Can I get, is it? Yeah. Fresh mozzarella that's like woven into knots with olive oil and spices on it. Close. So it is mozzarella woven into knots, and then it's just prepared with roasted peppers and uh, cherry tomatoes. Man, and probably had olive oil on it, no? I think a little bit, but not a ton. It didn't That's, have a lot of sounds dressing. amazing. So basically it was just roasted red peppers and fresh mozzarella, which yeah. is, is delightful. Oh, my goodness. The whole experience was delightful. Um, we always – we like to – pick two things on the menu that we know we're both going to like and then we do 50 50 so we'll eat half of it and then trade plates so that's how get... sharon and i have gotten uh, when we were going out to dinner regularly doing that we still do so we don't go do out it. as frequently anymore but that was definitely a thing especially since a lot of the restaurants around here that we went to were small plate restaurants so we'd get like three or four of them to oh that's a good move but yeah, I mean it was it was solid. She I got uh what oh oh the one with the pepper. Hold on, I'm gonna get this. I'm gonna get this. Caccio e pepe. I got that one. Sounds, sounds right. And she got the tortellini. And holy fuck, she got the right one. The tortellini was so bomb. And when we when we first took a bite of each other's plates, we both realized that we liked the other person's more. So we just switched. Eight so much fucking cheese. So they have four different types of pasta and four different cheese wheels. So each cheese wheel gets its own respective pasta, and then all everything else in the dish is not tossed in the cheese wheels. So we made sure to get two two dishes that were prepared by rolling them around in a cheese wheel. Epic, epic, epic. But after that, we were like, <laughs> oh, we really need to get some sort of physical activity in to counteract what we just did. And we went to this hike in Burbank that was fucking gnarly. It's like, so you know, in 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 the valley and in Burbank, you see all you know. There's 
you know, it's a valley. There's these big ranges and stuff. Um, and if you go to a, a hike like Runyon Canyon, you get up pretty high and you see, you know, some cool views. In Burbank, I don't know what the exact height of this peak was that we went to, but it was about an hour and a half hike up just to reach the peak. You know the name of the peak? I think Wildwood. Wildwood. Did she put Burbank? you onto this? Yeah, she. I mean, she's she's lived in. You know, she was born in the valley, so she knows tons of good hiking spots in L.A. Um, and that was. Oh my goodness, that was an ass kicker. Was it? Did you do the Burbank, Burbank, Burbank Peak Trail in Griffith Park? No. Wildwood Canyon Trailhead, I think, because I just googled it. I'm, a two point three mile. I don't know if that sounds right. Oh yeah, on a clear day, if you hike to the radio tower at the top, you can see all of Burbank and as far as downtown LA. Yeah, that's the elevation gain nine hundred and eighteen feet. Damn, that seems low. I mean, it might still be on my Instagram story right now, but from the peak, it was it was gnarly and. This, I know is this that is when a, you saw the Kevin Craft cactus? I don't even know what that is, but I this was a long way of answering your question, Jeff. But that was a lot of exertion because so much of it was uphill, and I was getting to a point where my my heart was like beating out of my chest. And I I grabbed Rent Rant's hand, hand and put it here, and she was like, "Oh wow, yeah, you should probably take a break." See, this is exactly what I wouldn't do again. Going back to the whole thing where I don't want to look like a pussy. I would just have a heart attack and die. And then because I'm dead, I would have never in my head looked like a pussy. I just yep. be dead. Yeah. Cause I would I'm be, I would be at in. your funeral and I would be like, Jeff went out the way he lived like, like a, a pussy, like a true pussy having a heart attack on a hike. I mean, who the you fuck mean, does that? Oh, wow. That's very disrespectful <laughs> after I'm dead. Yeah. Like Chicago. Rapper. And then I'm going to teabag hey. your coffin. Like we're playing Fortnite. It's terrible. I'm, 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 I've been looking at this filet mignon tartare at Forma Restaurant for the past like five minutes while you're talking about the hiking bullshit. How did one of you guys <laughs> not pull the trigger on that? Because we wanted cheese wheel pasta. You know, I talked it up so much leading up to the 626 night market, and those fart faces didn't even have it when we went. Sons of bitches. So, yeah, this, this was strictly a cheese wheel pasta move, but we love that place so much. We are 100% going back. Dude, I want to go. This looks delicious. Is this the one... Is this the uh, dinner date that Brandano third wheel on? Or no, no, he came. That to was Korean barbecue. Korean barbecue. How dare you say something like that about Stevie B? Well, did he bring a date? No, but it's not a third wheel when it's friends. He's hung out with Rent Ram. A bunch Rent of Ram was the third wheel. Oh <laughs> shit! Jeez, she could be listening. Shuddy, take it easy. Sorry, I, I did come in a little hot there. I apologize, Rent Ram. Speaking of looking like a pussy, uh, yeah, the third I wheel is something I would never do. Yeah, I don't I don't want to be the one that you dislike when you like Jeff. I don't want to be that one. Oh, man, what a twist, right? You're over here talking shit, and she likes me more than you. That'd be wonderful. I'm just kidding about the third wheel stuff. I would love to third wheel with you guys. Um, I just know that Brandana listened, so I wanted to throw him some shit. Well, speaking of Brandano, he and I went on an adventure the night before. He hit me up last minute and was like, hey, do you have any interest in going to see Guns N' Roses? And I was like, wait, what? Uh, yeah, I'll go see Guns N' Roses. 
Sure. Totally. I had never seen Guns N' Roses live before. I figured you went and did that with Rent Rent, and I was going to say, didn't she make fun of you for being old? Like, isn't that her leaning into your elderly status? No, it was two old guys. Me and Brandano went. Yeah, and it's a boys' night out. <laughs> so, it was Guns N' Roses. Okay, well, first off, they were fucking awesome. Um, I was never the biggest Guns N' Roses fan, but, you know, who, who gets bummed out when Guns N' Roses comes on? It's like, all right, cool. But never actively pursued seeing them live. And I had always heard, you know, you've seen those, the, there's like memes of Axel because he's packed on some pounds and people clowning him and he's notorious for being, you know, multiple hours late showing up to the for the show. So between the opener and G&R going on, everybody's just sitting there for like three hours fingering their asses. Uh, I don't know exactly how his voice is holding up these days, but no letdown in any of those departments. Axel looks like he's lost a bunch of weight, sounded fucking awesome, uh, put on a great show, had good stage presence, played the fucking piano for November Rain. It was it was epic. Slash was killing it. They got this new keyboardist who's a really cute chick. It was it was dope. I have zero complaints about the show. What happened was so this all went through um Wolfgang Van Halen's people who was opening for GNR. So it was like, okay, they're getting us the tickets. We have to be there to see Wolfgang. And I was like, yeah, that's perfectly fine. So we, you know, we backtimed everything. I left my house around five o'clock. Wolfgang was supposed to go on at six thirty go until 7.15, and then GNR goes on at 7.45. It was like a very early show. And I pick up Steve. We're about a mile from the venue, and then I see where the, 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 the exit ramp is on the GPS. So I pull into that lane, stop dead. Now I'm just watching the GPS, like ETA, climb, climb, climb. That's climb. what happened when we went to the Phillies game. Holy exactly what shit. happened. So we're just sitting there waiting in line. Every couple minutes, you would move up maybe a car length. Then I see all these cocksuckers cutting and like cutting in. And somehow these morons up front aren't paying attention and they're letting all these people cut. So that's making it go even longer. He starts texting the guy who got the tickets like, I am so sorry, but I don't think we're even going to make it for Wolfgang. Like we have been sitting on this this exit ramp for an hour and we've barely moved at the end of the day left my house at five at eight ten. we were walking towards the venue it was two hours waiting to get off that exit that's pretty much going to an event in la dude i i i it's like i really don't that's why i really don't even like to do it between the cost the convenience and that kind of shit, dude. You could show up an hour and a half, two hours early to an event in LA. And still be three be hours stuck, late. Yeah, be stuck in the parking and, and be, yeah. Dude, we you had even... that issue for the soccer game, right, Jeff? Yeah. We just dude, had that issue at the 626 night market. It just always happens. Like, and I, yeah. and I, and I beat the, the soccer game by like an hour and a half. I was in the like parking lot line for an hour and a half ahead of time it didn't get into the building 
by time of half. Uh, uh, I got in right in time for the second half. It's like that's how, I don't even know how to trick it. Like, what, what am I supposed to? I'm going to show up three hours early. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm be the only one there. I don't know. Yeah, it was it was gnarly. We we could not fucking believe it. The infrastructure there is so piss poor. Two hours just getting off the goddamn exit. So not only did we completely miss Wolfgang Van Halen, who went on at six thirty. We didn't even get into the venue until they were Guns N' Roses was five songs into their set. Oh no! Fucking nuts! But they 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 had a three hour set, which was crazy. <laughs> All right, well, so it's not that big of a deal if they played like an hour long set and you missed the first half hour. That would be a huge bummer. But yeah, you missed the first half hour of a three hour set, so you got more. Definitely got more. Than you missed, and we had sweet seats, so the view was pretty fucking nuts. And where was it at? The Bank of California Stadium, so it was like an outdoor stadium, which was that, pretty cool. I bet you that's like where it. the Galaxy play. I don't even know what that is. Let's see, mm. Bank of California Stadium. I think that's the StubHub Center, the Home Depot Center. Yeah, nope. I, have no I idea. thought Los Angeles FC play there. Don't know oh, what that gotcha. is. <laughs> Soccer doesn't matter. But yeah, we looked up the 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 set list and we we found our exit point. We're like, okay, let's get out here. So we beat the the rush leaving this place because I could not do that again. I would have I would have gone full Michael Douglas falling down, and that would have been the end of it. Well, let me ask you, how much would an Uber Uber have been? Well, I don't know, because then the Uber, we'd be sitting in the Uber for three hours. That's true. Well, you got to think maybe you could walk a few blocks away and then have an easier access point, but that's not, it's a pain in the ass. Yeah. I don't know, man. It sucks. Yeah, that that whole thing blew, but our exit strategy worked. We were walking out away from the venue while they were playing Patience, and we could hear it perfectly. So that was cool walking away music. Got back in 25 minutes. But yeah, that was... A very dope experience. You didn't hang out with Van Halen or Wolfgang Van Halen? No. Are they like a smaller uh, subsidiary of the regular Van Halen? No, that's his son. <laughs> okay. All right, that's fair. Eddie Van Halen's son. <laughs> Sorry. Pour some liquor out. Uh, so, a, he's a big boy. Like yeah. chubby? He's. I mean, he carries it well, but he, yeah, he's, and he plays bass. Yeah. Yeah, he was in Van Halen for a minute. Rock and uh, roll, dude. Shuddy, you were saying you, you saw some stuff since we last yes, convened? that is true. Cool. Uh, nice. We watched... The first two episodes of What If, have you seen them, Kevin? Oh, yeah. Uh, I was not sure about the show going into it. I didn't think I was going. I thought the animation style would take me out of it, but I loved both of the first two episodes. Same. I thought they were a lot of fun, and they were very visually, they were a lot of fun to watch, and the stories were really fucking good. Yeah, I, I'm I'm excited that there's going to be 18 episodes of this. Are there really? Yeah, I mean that's, that's according awesome. to the the IMDb listing. But 
yeah, I am I am very much looking forward to 16 more episodes of this because they're very fun and they can get super weird because there's no consequences. They're alternate timeline things, so they can they can get as as wacky as they they'd like to. Just like the comics, they yeah. could get. Uh, so we watched that. Then after that, we uh, we decided to to give the Impractical Jokers movie a shot. Hmm. I don't know if I if I like your tone, <laughs> but I've 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 talked about this on the show. I was skeptical of that show, and then got forced into it when my ex was just caught in the middle of a binge, and I got roped into it. And I was like, okay, yeah, these these fucking guys are funny. This is a funny show. I, movie not so I much. think the show is very funny. Um, some of it was like the Eric Andre movie where there was a, a really thin plot to string the pranks together. Uh, but the pranks were just as fun to watch as the TV show, which is really all I cared about. And I was super baked and just, in, it was, it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it way more than the other movie we watched. Uh, so I'm going to do give the Impractical Jokers three and a half dicks. Okay. Just because it was fun. And uh, last night we watched the Netflix original, Sweet Girl, starring Jason Momoa, that just oh, came out. Oh, yeah. I saw the, the trailer for that auto-played. Um, yeah. yeah that's me too. Sweet. It looked terrible, right? It looked awful. Like, really, really awful. Oh, shoddy. Oh, shoddy. bad. The so it, the the theme of the movie is it's a, a sort of a John Q type plot uh, where Jason Momoa's the movie starts off with Jason Momoa trying to dramatic act while his wife dies of cancer uh, and uh, a company run by the main character in the Hangover movies, the guy who plays. The guy who was getting married in the first Hangover movie, Riley or something, or I think that was his name in National Treasure. Wait, Ed Helms. <laughs> That's what I remember. That guy, yes, the National Treasure guy, Justin. Oh, he's Bartha. a nerd. Oh, he's the nerd in in, in National Treasure. Uh, Nicholas he plays the CEO of a company that has an extremely expensive cancer treatment, and that pays the company that has gotten FDA approval for a generic version to shelf the generic version for um, indefinitely. So Jason Momoa's wife can't get this medicine and he ends up dying and going on a rampage to get the people that in his mind killed his wife. Hmm. There is a, when she dies of cancer there is a scene of him like crumpled over in a hallway sobbing that did it sound like that sharon was like he cannot do this i don't know why he thought he could do acting like this and she is jason momoa fan now uh and I just, I really want to tell you the twists and turns, but I don't want to spoil anything for anyone who might don't. want to watch this pile of garbage. Mm. 
As much as I like Jason Momoa, I don't think you're selling it very hard, Shuddy. Spoiler alert. He <laughs> kills everybody, and you find out that his daughter, he actually dies earlier in the movie, and it's his daughter doing everything, thinking she's him. What? Yep. <laughs> yep. That was so bad that you had to spoil it. Oh, my God. <laughs> That sounds like the worst twist ever. So the movie starts off near the end. It does one of those things where it shows a scene from near the end. And then it tells you all the backstory up to that point and then takes over. And it's the scene. It's a scene. The movie takes place in Pittsburgh, by the way. So these, this biomedical corporation is headquartered in Pittsburgh because the CEO and the chairman of the company live in Pittsburgh. So, but it starts all, all off. Yinzers. With him on the roof of Heinz Field, jumping into the river. And then it shows everything that happens. And then the next time you see that scene, it's the FBI talking to what looks like Jason Momoa saying, you're Rachel Cooper, you're Rachel Cooper. And then it goes back and it's the daughter. And then it flashes back and shows her doing everything that the movie had since shown he did. She's a teenage girl that has a little bit of MMA experience, but mercs a ton of people that should have just killed her. It mm. is ridiculous. It's bananas. So how many Momoa dicks and Momoa and daughter dicks are you sucking? 1.5. E. Ugh. Wow. Like when that twist happened, there was still like maybe 15 to 20 minutes left in the movie. I just, I completely checked out. Completely checked out. And it ended up being like uh, a political corruption movie. Like it it was all over the fucking place. It was, you know, John Q, Fight Club. Uh, It was bananas. Yeah. What did, how, why did you, even suck one and a half there because the action it it was one of those movies that the plot really overall sucked but had decent action sequences like it was it was an uh you know a very it was an action movie trying to be so many other things that it 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 got the action sequences right like the the jason momoa fight scenes were really really fucking cool but there was no reason to think that either of these people would be capable of what was happening because there was no backstory to even explain how Jason Momoa could fight off special service assassins. And then you find out that it's his teenage daughter doing it. Well, she has MMA training. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it covers that. Well, I watched a movie that, uh, had similar results. Have you, either of you guys? I'm I'm gonna guess a big fat no on Jeff, but have either of you guys heard about the new Adam Driver Marion Cotillard movie called Annette? Nope, I have heard of it. Is it a, <laughs> a Amazon Prime original? It is. I have a new movie that I would like to discuss with you. Then when we we're done with your review, okay. Oh wow! And I even have something that I can review. Oh, look at this. on your guys' radar. This is just this is turning into a, like a, a movie bukaki po- podcast. <laughs> so I watched Annette, 
which I had braced myself for. Um, it did really well at <clears throat> film festival circuits, and it was... So Edgar Wright recently did a documentary on this band Sparks that I guess has been around for decades and has a cult following, has played big festivals in the past, but isn't really a household name in, in most places. And everybody seemed to be really enjoying that that uh, um, documentary. And as much of an Edgar Wright fan, he might be my favorite director making films currently. But I don't know. Documentaries are often a tough sell for me, especially if it's something I'm not interested in. Music documentaries especially, because I have such a weird taste in music that I don't really care about, you know, an aging, obscure pop duo. So those guys, Sparks, it's these two old brothers, they actually wrote this movie, and it's a musical. And I don't really like musicals. But this got on Rent Res Radar. She likes musicals. I like Adam Driver. I like Marion Cotillard. I was like, all right, yeah, I'll, I'll give it a shot. Fuck it. So we pull up the listing. Turns out this movie is two hours and 20 minutes. Oof. And we looked, after seeing that, that, that you know, that runtime, we were like, oh, fuck, do we really want to commit to this? We looked up reviews. She laughed hysterically at one review. Uh, there's, there was one thing that was across the board agreed upon in all the reviews. The music is terrible. So I was like, all right, well, maybe... Maybe the stuff connecting the musical moments is is worth watching. One guy was like, okay, after seeing this movie, I went straight to the supermarket and I bought two lobsters. I named one Henry and one Anne. I went home and immediately boiled them and gutted them. That's the the main character names. Yeah. Like this so guy really hated the movie, like the movie so much, he wanted to name things after the characters and make them meet a grisly end. And I side with that guy. Five minutes into this movie, I knew we were in trouble. Rat Rat always turns movies off if she's not enjoying them. But for some reason, we committed and we watched the whole two hours and 20 minutes. It was fucking atrocious. We were laughing hysterically at parts that were supposed to be taken serious. The people that said the music sucks were 100% right. But there is nothing but singing and music in this. And it's like, it reminded me of what would happen if, you know, a four-year-old saw Frozen for the first time and then just tried to turn their daily life into a musical. I am walking into the doorway and I am now taking off my shoes. Now, socks, I am walking left, right, left, right, left. It is, there's no melody to it. The songs are like first draft from a five-year-old. I was furious watching this movie. Furious. Fucking terrible. Adam Driver is a comedian, and his sets are just weird. It's just like spoken word weirdness. Marion Cotillard is an opera singer. They're both super famous. They start dating. They have a baby. The baby is a creepy wooden puppet. For some reason, it's a fucking puppet. And then the the baby sings, and the baby goes out on tour. It was... Mind-numbingly bad. Like, I want to give Adam Driver a Melvin. I want to give him a front wedgie for this. And I love Adam Driver. This was half a dick. Two thumbs Why down. Did... Horrible, 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 horrible. 
The critics prefer Annette over Sweet Girl. Well. By quite a large margin. You're going to have to watch Sweet Girl and chime in on that, Kevin. Oh, God. I can't take it. I, I need to just watch, like, Terminator 2, um, Goodfellas, Godfather. I just, like, Rocky. Just Armageddon. About 45 minutes into Sweet Girl, I looked at Sharon and I was like, Will it upset you if I go reorganize the He-Man figures? Because I can't do this anymore. <laughs> I'm up standing in the at the cases in front of the by the TV and just rearranging everything while this movie is it was it was tough. If uh Ramra is the type to walk out of a theater, what kept her around for to watch the rest of it? Yeah, why didn't you shut this off? Um, I think sounded like you had the perfect opt out opportunity if you're reading all the reviews for a musical and it says the music sucks. <laughs> I mean, I wanted to watch something that was you know new, it, it just got released this weekend, I think. So, I wanted to have something new to review. And we talked about it beforehand how I don't bail on movies, no matter how horrible a movie is. I'm a completionist, I'll watch it up uh, till the end. Completionist, is that and a thing. Rant Rant is like, she made the joke. She's like, okay, if we start watching this movie and it sucks and I turn it off, are you going to finish it when you get home? And I was like, yeah. And, you know, she laughed and then we put it on and I kept saying, we can turn it off if you want. And she's like, this is horrible, but let's just leave it. And yeah, we both, we both hated it. It was fucking atrocious. And if you watch this, if you watch it after hearing this review, it's, it's your funeral. If you get through five minutes of it, you that is the tone of the movie. That is what it is like for the entire thing. There weren't even like full songs. Like it was just chopped like random sporadic pieces of people just singing what they're doing. I am driving a car. Okay, I'm here. Getting out of car now. Walking towards house. All right. Have you listened to any of the Sparks Brothers? No. Okay. But I've also seen I, people say I love Sparks and the music in this was diarrhea. Okay, well, I'm I mean, I've tried when cuz I heard about the Sparks, you know, the the Edgar Wright documentary so much from Doug Love's movies that I did dip my toes into the Sparks water. And most of it was stuff like that and I couldn't get into it. It might be the most pretentious movie I've ever seen in my life. The longest song is when Adam Driver and Marion Cotillard are like walking through the woods and they just keep going, we love each other so much. And they do that over and over and over. And then they're in in the house and he's like eating her pussy. And then he comes up for air and he's like, we love each other so much. And then goes back to eating her pussy. Funny, really? but... What are you fucking filmmakers doing? Who took control of this? Yeah. Yeah. Sounds awesome. (laughs) I mean, that's why I got half a dick. (laughs) Yeah, because I saved it. (laughs) Half a cunnilingus in this time. In this, uh... (laughs) Wait, what did, what did, uh, Ramray give it? Doesn't she have a 10, a 10 dick scale? Yeah. And, she gave it much higher than me. She gave it five and a half because five point seven five. She gave it yeah. 
And that was because she was like, I don't know. Like, I did keep watching it, and I was kind of curious where it was going to go next. But the the way she was acting throughout the whole movie, I think that's a very mm-hmm. high score. Because we were both laughing at it when it was supposed to be, when it was serious moments. Every time they showed the the creepy wooden puppet baby, she would, like, look away and cover her eyes and go like, Oh, it's so fucking creepy. So do you think she inflated her score so you couldn't say to her, you made me watch this? No, she, she didn't. didn't enjoy it? She didn't make me watch it. I could have been like, yeah, let's turn this off. And I don't know. I had heard a buzz about this movie, so I was curious about checking it out. Is the completion of shit, is that a hard and fast rule? Or is this the one time you would have broken your rule? No, I would have finished it. I've uh, sat through some real stinkers. Maybe... Shuddy brought up an interesting point, or I thought had a, had a good question, but maybe she gave it a, a nice score because of the experience it was to watch it with you and you guys clowning on it and like all that. Maybe that went into her. Yeah, numbers. she opposite Jeffed it. Yeah, that could have been yeah. the case. <laughs> she took a, a rosy dragon approach to this <laughs> instead of a salty dragon. So what did, what you, did watch, you watch, Jeff? Jeff? Oh, yeah, you guys aren't going to feel me on this at all, but maybe oh, no. I can educate you people on Uh-oh. some shit. Um, I watched uh, the Gangs of Chicago documentary trilogy from Trap War Ross on YouTube. Uh, I watched the BDs versus the GDs, O Block versus Tukaville, and 300 versus JoJo World. Very interesting stuff. The Boho. Um, so Tet. Tra- <laughs> Trap War Ross will talk about here in a second, uh, but it's his YouTube channel, and he just breaks down the the murderous and deadly rivalries in Chicago uh, gang life. And yeah, how, I don't know anything you just said, Jeff. Scooter and Gera, how they connect to Chloe Petrata, the current hip hop game and all that stuff. Uh, I thought it was fascinating. Now how I got there, uh, the homie that put me up, George is huge in hip hop. And I think once I like texted him a link to like the social media posts of Takashi six, nine and Meek mill yelling at each other in a parking garage and both challenging each other to, to a fight with a whole bunch of security in front of them and both recording it. Like it was just the lamest fucking thing ever. (laughs) And I like, I like sent him a message with that link. And I was just like, dude, Tupac and Biggie are probably rolling over the grave and how fucking soft this, this rap scene is nowadays. Like these are the biggest bitches probably in entertainment and he was like he pushed back and he's like actually the rap scene is actually deadlier now than it's ever been yeah the the people getting killed are just people no one has ever heard of right and it's mostly chicago uh the chicago drill rap scene so um i got him and his wife to watch master chef with me right i was all amped up Mm. talking about the master chef recap show uh, that podcast that we do, Crafter Jeff, and that we're getting rave reviews for. And it's seriously the funnest thing of my entire summer. Yeah, that's where that's second. where all these these new drops came from. Fat, juicy slab of meat. And Shuddy Boy making this uh, wonderful noise. Uh-oh, the page didn't update. <laughs> and uh, I thought I was giving you some time to react to Shuddy's backdrop. That doesn't oh, that do anything to spider? you. Spider? No. That Joel Bong asked me to put up a woodlouse spider, so 
I just Fair remembered enough. about it. But Joel no Bong. reaction. Sorry, Joel. I tried. Joel Bong is as elite as Puminati gets, so I appreciate you. Uh, um, yeah, it was worth a shot. Providing that request. Yeah, coming through on that request. Anyway, so I, I, I get him into him and his wife into watching MasterChef with me uh, at his place. Ah, I fucking hate you, Shuddy. I knew your predict- predictable ass would be going there. But I watch it through YouTube TV. And I figured because I was in the central time zone that I would be able to watch it live on YouTube TV at 8 o'clock central time. But, of and I sent you guys pictures of this. Apparently, YouTube TV won't let me watch it ahead of time. And they have to, I have to like watch live TV or I had to watch that show according to Pacific Standard Time. So I get these guys down to watch, like they're down to watch MasterChef. I try to turn it on and it just says, nope, can't watch it right now. So we have two hours to kill. And my homie who's telling me about the Chicago drill rap scene and these crazy videos and trying to get me to watch it to explain to me just how fucking gnarly it is, throws on this uh, YouTube like trilogy uh, documentary about, you know, Chicago gang life. And it's done by this guy, Trapler Ross. And it is just absolutely terrifying. These fucking kids, man. Um I think we have a listener, a Puminati, who's actually like works in the Chicago PD. I'm interested in hearing more about like some fucking crazy stories he's heard, but it just outlines the the, the gang warfare that happens in Chicago. And it's all in like this one section of the south side of Chicago in Inglewood. And he has like a screenshot of Google Maps and he has all these gangs like circled and their turf outlined. And dude, there, there's straight up like eight different gangs inside of 20, a uh, 25 block radius. It's fucking terrifying. Like just trying to imagine what these kids are living like is it's, it's almost like incomprehensible. Like there's this one scene, or there's this one line in this dude, King Vaughn, who is like a fucking certified demon. He's, he's been, he was murdered actually a few months ago, but there was a line in one of his songs talking about how he does work from 64 to 65th, but he doesn't fuck with 63rd. And that just kind of sums up what these guys are going through. Like if you walk two blocks over, you could get murdered. Like if I, you can't have like a dog, if you take your dog for a walk, you have to have a gun. on. You have to be strapped. And it's just, it's, it's just a crazy, it's a crazy, like, fucking sorted story and this guy connects all these different threads gives like a breakdown on all these different gangs and he's the funniest thing of the whole documentary because this dude is like he's an a british guy a white british guy with icy blonde hair there's no way he's going to chicago to like interview any of these guys or pick up the intel now a lot of this beef is carried out through twitter and supposedly it's like described in reddit but I am fascinated with how this fucking guy gets this information because the amount that he has on Chicago gang life and like the murders, I'm telling you, this guy is like the fucking David Attenborough of Chicago gang life. Like it's crazy how, how, this, how he breaks it down. And I have to find now, out. If you'll watch this clip he... carefully, you'll see one of the Scootagera gangs murdering one of the ploopity plop flop Jim floopers gangs. <laughs> there's like definitely there's... the ploppity plop gym floopers. <laughs> Come on, that's, take that's it easy. You... It's, it's 
Tukaville, it's, it's, it's 300, it's, it's JoJo World. Pretty much, and all these, like, all these turfs, all these sets are, like, kind of created, well, obviously they're created out of thin air, but essentially it's, like, a group of kids. One of them gets murdered, and then they name their project building after the kid that gets <clears> murdered <throat> as, like, part homage and part to, like, get revenge for this dude. So they have this... They ha- are these kids, and it-, it tells just these fucking crazy stories. Like, there's this one girl who A and E did a documentary of, who had 17 murders before she was 17, or by the time she was 17. Like, Jesus, it's like that kind of yeah. It's it's fucking terrifying. And then you have like these. There how are there? How is anybody these- left? How is there like still a population there? How has everybody not been murdered? I don't know, man. It's it's crazy, and she. So she got killed by this rapper, King Vaughn, who got murdered recently. And he's like one of the more famous guys that come out of this whole crew. She got murdered by a guy named King Vaughn. Um, and he like bragged about it on, 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 uh, like on a track. Like that's also the crazy thing about this music is it's all these fucking gangs essentially bragging about murders they've committed. And like they're saying, they're like literally like shouting out the other gangs and being like, check the score, like check how many murders we got. It's fucking terrifying, dude. And this guy King Vaughn, like most of these rappers, like 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 Little Dirk, who's still going around, Chief Keef, who you guys have probably heard of. Like most of these rappers are like more bringing in money for the gangs. They're not like doing any murders. But I guess this King Vaughn kid was considered like a fucking demon. And again, they would post this shit on like social media. So the whole gang posted, I think it was O'Block, posted a picture on Instagram with a, a picture of all of them with numbers above their head. And it was like their kill count. This fucking guy, King, Con- King Vaughn, had seven murders. And they brought him on the Breakfast Club, uh, which is Charlemagne the God's uh, show on Hot 97. After yeah, he's the guy he that looks like a... uh, Xerxes from 300. <laughs> you know, wait, you know who Charlemagne the God is? Yeah. <laughs> Word. All right, so he's famous. He does the podcast of Andrew Schultz. I, I feel like a lot of the Puminati fuck with Andrew Schultz. Maybe that's just me. Um, so he's kind of famous. I think he's a bit of a cornball. But they brought him on. They brought Little Dirk, who brought King Vaughn on with him onto the the Breakfast Club. And this fool just got out after doing three and a half years. And they were like, what, what did, like, what did you get out for? Like, uh, a, a murder and two attempts and like, Oh wow. You, you were on trial for murder. <laughs> and he corrected him is a murder and two attempts. So essentially the story goes is that King Vaughn like fucking shot out a whole block, killed one guy, took down two. Um, but as the story goes, as every one of these stories goes, no witnesses were willing to testify. So he fucking walked after serving like three and a half years in jail, like waiting for his trial. Right. And that's essentially how like all these stories go again. He killed that girl who had 17 murders by the time she was 17. He ran up on her in broad daylight. I think got picked up in a fucking Rolls Royce. And no one could arrest him. Like, and you know no what I've always snitch. wondered, like, these areas where, you know, you don't even want to walk your dog. Like, do they have landlords? Like, who who collects rent? 
at all those know, places? Dude. Are they just these all buildings just exist and are like, all right, yeah, just keep feeding them water and power. Just all this shit is fascinating to me. I, I yeah, all of it is. It, it's it's fucking crazy, dude. It really is. And yeah, and like so, so you have all these murders, right? She was that girl was killed on a weekend where there was 45 gunshot victims in, in, in Chicago and like, and no one's willing to testify, which makes sense because it's like, if you're testify, if you, if you, if, if you go into court, your whole family's getting killed. Like all of them are getting, are getting gunned down by the end of the day. And it's it, it, the most fascinating part is this fucking British guy who has all the Intel on it. I cannot figure it out. But it's a trip. I don't, if you're at all into this kind of shit, uh, I don't know. Go down the YouTube rabbit hole. It's Trap Lore Ross. I want this guy. I got to fucking meet this guy somehow and talk to him. The shit was interesting to me. Maybe it'll be interesting to you guys, or maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But that's. I mean, what it I does sound interesting. Suck. Yeah, dude. Um, I would suck probably four point five Trap Lore Ross sticks. Oh wow! It was. It's interesting, man. It really is. Like, I just how because, like, I've read headlines like everyone has about like, Chicago gang violence, and but I don't really know much about it. I don't know how it connected to the rap scene, and it's just it's fucking intense, dude. And like, I wonder how like how do these radio stations or like this these record labels not have any culpability or accountability in this like i'm pretty sure king vaughn and i think little dirk are signed by def jam well king king vaughn's dead now he got murdered but i think he was signed to def jam and it's just like you you're like def jam you're literally funding murder like these guys like because all these all these kids that are getting killed they're like 16 and 17 year olds who never leave their block so how are they getting guns? They're getting guns with like red dot fucking sites or like scopes. Like obviously it's rappers and drug dealers buying the guns and bringing them into the hood. And like Def Jam, you're just cool with like funding murder. Like that's 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 what you're doing. <laughs> you are funding funding fucking murder and like human trafficking. It's fucking terrifying. Yeah, that's crazy. I don't know. Yeah, so I thought it was interesting. Well, Jesus, that's pretty heavy. Um, that'll be fun to segue out of. Shuddy Boy, you watch something else? No. Uh, have you guys seen or heard anything about the new Nicolas Cage film, Prisoners of the Ghostland? I don't think no. I have. Oh, my God. It looks bananas. I really... You guys should pull up the trailer right now and we should do a reaction as you watch it because it is fucking nuts. It quotes in the trailer, Nicholas, Nicholas Cage himself saying it's the craziest movie he's ever worked on. Wait, this is like an impromptu thing. Can we do this and make this a thing? Do we want to react to the trailer? Do we need more runway? Oh, Kevin might not be able to because it'll play through the audio. Oh, Okay. I, I mean, like I could pull idea. it up on my phone. You'll need earbuds. Oh, son of a fart. Right. You said, what is it? Prisoners Ghost? of Prisoner. the Ghostland. Starring okay. Nicolas Cage, Nick Cassavetes, 
which oh you remember they worked very well together in face off that's right uh imagining poops is in it oh imagine poops bill mosley I don't know who that is. He's he was in House of a Thousand Corpses, The Devil's Rejects, Three from Hell. Okay, let me see. Is it? I'm, I'm pulling up the my... uh, IMDb page of all pages. Uh oh, you're kind of farting out there, Jeff. Oh no! no you're you're fine. It's back. All right. So yeah, are I we going to try and good. do a reaction to this? Where are you guys watching? Let's pick the same video and do it. I mean, my top result says one media with 759,000 views. Were you on YouTube? Yeah. Is that where you searched it? I just searched it on Google. This is what I got. Here, I sent it to you guys. Are we on the same page here? Oh, boy. Sorry, everybody. I should have. There should have been. I like this. uh, We should be. We should have been doing this. I have one more movie note to, to uh, bring up before or after we do this. All right. Do the one media. That's the one that I watched previously. So, okay. Not the one that Jeff just sent. Jesus Christ. No, do the one media. All right. Pause oh my it. God. Now I have to fucking go through another set of ads. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I, I don't know where one media is. When you go on YouTube and search prisoners of the Ghostland trailer, it should be the very first one that pops up. Okay, all right, cool. All right, well, I have mine paused at zero seconds. Me yeah, too. Ready? I'm ready. So, all right. all right. Prisoners of Ghostland, let's do it. Three, three, two, one, queefs. Okay. Ooh, it's so basic- well Sundance. Sundance. Credibility. Uh, all right. Well, wow, it's like an Asian Western in Japan, modern day, and it looks all retro and shit, like Japanese barbecue. Love fusion food. So, okay, so he has explosives by his nuts, <laughs> explosives on his wrists. Is it like a Suicide Squad thing, right? It th- this first part is very calm, but very shortly this trailer goes off the fucking rails. It's amazing. I mean, that was kind of cool. He had like a predator style wrist uh, command pad. <clears throat> Man, oh, this cage looks, looks great, huh? He's a fucking G. I would suck Nick Cage's penis to save his life. You know, you know, I used to hate him. My. Dumb, dumb, dumb ass used to hate Nick Cage. You're just a ridiculous human being, Jeff. I just was stupid. I just didn't get it. <laughs> I came around. I mean, visually, this looks fucking sick. Okay, now there's some sword play coming out in Samurai's. Is that Nick Cage with the sword? No, that's not Nick Cage with the sword. I'm sorry. I'm watching this on my Cage. phone. Oh, yeah. He's still got his uh, cool suit. All right. Yeah, I'm already on board. <laughs> A crazy Nick Cage face. Gigantic yeah. explosion. That's what brought me on board, too. Samurai. Like, the color scheme is pretty cool. Let's go. 
Okay, they got a minigun. Prisoners of the Ghost Land. Wait, is Imagine and Poops? Is she? Yeah, I is didn't she see brunette her. in this? It's possible. Well, that was All the right, chick was Sophia something or other who was in. She was in oh, one yes. of the the uh, ooh, ooh, ooh the Kingsman movies. She had like razor legs, like Oscar Pretorius legs that she would like flip around and slice people up with. Yes, I remember now. Wow. Okay, so <laughs> how do you know that athlete? <laughs> because he murdered he his mur- girlfriend. Yeah, if that's you murder if you murder your girlfriend, you you will get on my radar probably. Yeah, that's the only that's the only reason. <laughs> His favorite is Oscar Pretorius and O.J. Simpson. Those are his favorite athletes. <laughs> and Ray Carruth. Uh, Aaron Hernandez. Don't forget him. Didn't murder those guys. Some would argue he, they deserved it. I, I wouldn't. And not 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 Odin Lloyd. That's not fair. Shuddy boy, Let's get out of this. Yeah, Jesus Christ, Jeff. Shuddy, have you been able to figure out where you can watch this and when? This is it's. September 17th is when it comes out. Oh, that's so far away. It's less than a month. Yeah, I want to see this now. Oh, shit. What's happening to my phone? Um, oh, I'm Cypress not Hill. exactly sure where you can watch it. I know one of the local indie theaters here is playing. Ooh, that'll be worth a watch in the theater. Oh, we don't have any indie theaters out here, so we're screwed. Hey, guys, one last movie thing. Doesn't can't does Candyman come out this week? Uh, I don't know. You know what'll tell us that Google is it oh, August twenty sixth? Yes, now. it is this week. Are either one of you guys seeing that? I think I'm going this weekend to see it. I probably will. This might come across as uh, a drop of blasphemy. Racist? I don't think I've seen the first Candyman. I've what? seen the first Candyman once. I watched it with Mark. Yeah, that seems like a Dom and Mark style movie. I believe. Hmm. I mean, if it's streaming somewhere, I'll watch it before going to see the new one. Maybe we should I like watch Tony Todd. Man, uh on what the fuck did, did I just watch? Let's get Dom to work on that. Uh, saying that's one of his movies. Oh, it's on Peacock. All right, I can watch Candyman. Fuck I yeah. thought it was cool. That Peacock subscription just keeps paying for itself i'm actually really into peacock yeah i have peacock now too it's whatever have you watched any of the office superfan episodes no dude, I, haven't, I haven't you really have to peacock at all dude the first three seasons of the office have superfan cuts where each episode has like 10 or more minutes added to it so like an episode of the office is only 22 minutes Adding 10 extra minutes to each episode is a lot of extra scenes. Does it have its own section in the office profile? It says like super fan or they just added to the Peacock uploads? No. So there's the regular seasons of the office where all of the episodes as they aired and then the super fan episodes. Because they, when it first launched, I think they only had season three and they've since added two more seasons. So eventually they're going to have the entire series of super fan cuts. Uh, okay, I'm currently okay. adding Prisoners of the Ghostland to my Letterbox D watch list and the original Candyman. Um, I was thinking we can do like a Candyman gangbang, but if uh, Shuddy's not interested. Oh, no, we're definitely. Oh, Candyman. I'm sorry. Wait, what are you definitely watching? 
uh, prisoners of the ghost land. Oh, right. Yeah. I don't know. Jordan Peele, dude. Well, he didn't direct it. I think he just produced it, but I'm looking forward to it. And I, and I like Candyman growing up. Tony Todd is a scary motherfucker. Uh, oh, one real quick thing. I haven't finished watching it, so I'll save it for maybe next week or the following week. But I started watching this weird-ass series on Netflix called Brand New Cherry Flavor. Which oh, has okay. Rosa- I've seen that's come up in my suggestions. It's it's interesting. It's 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 Rosa Salazar who was in who is Alita and Alita Battle Angel, who I like very much, and Catherine Keener. They're like the two biggest names in it. But it's it's very much in the vein of Greg Araki and Cronenberg, where it's just surreal, supernatural, weird, and it's about Los Angeles in the early nineties. This girl makes a short film, moves to L.A., it gets a little traction, she's paired up with this sleazy producer that fucks her over, and then she goes to Catherine Keener to put a curse on him. And so far, it's weird, it's gross, it's interesting, I'm digging it, and I'll finish watching it. It's only eight episodes, there's not going to be any more of it made. Uh, the end. We can move on to other things. Um. Uh, oh, Real quick, and I think you... Maybe you did see this, Kevin. My brothers absolutely love American Vandal. They said it's fucking hilarious, and I have to watch it. It's like oh, I've watched box. both seasons of it when they first came okay, out. You were talking about it. Did they you were like it too? hysterical. Yes. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna circle. I'm gonna watch them. My brothers are raving about it. So it was fucking epic. So I feel like there's something I'm forgetting. Oh, Shuddy, I wanted to get your thoughts. There's a fucking there's another new He-Man series coming, right? Yes. And they just put out a children. trailer for it? I have not watched the trailer for it. No. Oh, are you are you protest protesting this one? No, it's not geared towards us. So, based on what I've seen of the toy line, I don't really have much interest in it. I'll I'll check it out. Uh, I mean, isn't I don't, He-Man Revelations geared towards children as well? I didn't see anything in that that would not be child-appropriate, I don't think. No, it it wasn't not child-appropriate, but it was a continuation of, sort of a continuation of the original series. Hmm. So the, this was definitely more towards the demographic for that one was adults and some children. This is straight up. This is like a, like a Paw Patrol He-Man for young children. Ooh. So from what I like, gathered, He-Man's gonna be like, hmm, "I'm going to kill Skeletor now. I just stabbed him five times." Can oh, you there count will to definitely five? not be any killing. Uh, let's see. And I think just for the sake of uh, family friendliness, they have eliminated the characters Ram Man and Fistor. Well, there's no Fistor, it's Fisto. Fisto! <laughs> Sounds like a, a, a serial for fisting enthusiasts. I'm watching the trailer right now, and it actually doesn't look half bad. <laughs> what a surprise. Shuddy's in. I'm still, it. I think the toys look cheap and silly, and I want, I don't, I've already said I don't think I'm going to buy any of them. 
I mean, for the sake of being a He-Man completionist, do you think you and Dom will work these episodes into Masters of the Pooniverse on Patreon? I mean, we probably should. At least a couple um, to see what it's all about. We haven't discussed this, if I'm being honest. Oh, wow. All right. Well, um, I have been contacted by Dominic. I was just going to say, because he's texted me three times to ask I if, know. You've, if you've done it yet. <laughs> Dom, Dom is... He's committed. He's a committed man. I'll give him that. But yeah, without further ado. Mad Scientist Party Hour. Breaking news with Shudderburg. All right. We are here with the final MSPH Wrestling 9 special delivery announcement. Special delivery? Before the big event. Yes, because... um, Wolf knife butt package, butt package won the Royal Rumble. Uh, oh, and he's last a UPS driver time for the money in the bank, and you know he is a delivery driver. So I gotta, I gotta in get back in family. I gotta get back in contact with butt package because I think he and I are gonna be snowboard buddies this coming season. Uh so yeah, that's why it's called special delivery. Okay, um, and it's gonna take place this coming Saturday, August twenty eighth. 8 p.m. Eastern at www.twitch.tv. Slash Dom V311. Let's try that again. <laughs> Twitch.tv slash Dom V311. Uh, we are going to see the first ever five way Hell in a Cell first blood match. Uh, the first superstar to make an opponent bleed is the winner, featuring Bucci's Chief Brody. Diamond Dallas DeWitt, Shawnee Killface, and Shrap Metal. Oh, good old Shrap Metal. Uh, then we've got the for. <laughs> the last woman standing match for the MSPH Women's Championship. Uh, the Battle Royal winner from earlier in the event. So this is where Rent Rat has a chance to catapult herself. Right into the upper echelon. I was first. I was telling Rent Rent about this uh, over the weekend, and, and had a very very hard time describing this. She could not understand that Dom makes wrestling characters in a wrestling video game and creates an event full of matches and sets them to computer mode to fight against each other. And we all watch it. She. She kept being like, so wait, who's controlling them? I'm like, nobody. She's like, I don't get this. <laughs> so, And I'm telling her that she's in it, and I'm pretty sure she already knew, but if she didn't, the cat's out of bag now that we call her Rent Rat on the podcast. Um, she's aware that Rent Rat is appearing in this wrestling event. Uh, Dom was kind enough to send me a preview shot of what she looks like, so I showed it to her, and she gave the thumbs up. I don't know how much of this she's going to watch, I could tell she was a little bit disappointed that it's her birthday weekend and I'm going to be at her house in her room watching this on a laptop for hours while she's trying to find other plans to do during this. So she, her interest wasn't peaked enough that you can hook the laptop up to the TV in the living room? I don't think she's going to want to watch. She might watch some of it. I did pull up 
because Dom has just about all the previous events up on a YouTube channel where you can watch them in their entirety. So I pulled some of that up and I was able to show her you and I fighting in a cage, Shuddy. And she did get some laughs out of that. And I did tell her about one of my favorite MSPH moments from when Arts, who is spot on nailed, looks his video game character looks so much like the real Arts. Um, I told her about when he like puts a hurting on people and then he stands over them and fucking twerks. Just how funny that is to see. So I think she gets it. I just don't know. I still don't know if that was enough to hook her into to watching it. But we'll see. It'll also be very difficult to talk her into <laughs> appearing on the Zoom. And then oh, uh, the main event match of... Oh, sorry. I didn't finish that. Um, so <laughs> the Battle Royal winner from earlier in the event cashing in the Money in the Bank briefcase versus reigning champion Curvy Beer Girl. Oh. Okay. And then uh, the main event is Falls Count Anywhere no disqualification match for the MSPH World Heavyweight Champion. Um, Butt Package cashing in his Money in the Bank briefcase versus the Snow Bastard, Spat, who is the reigning champion from last event. The Snow Bastard? Yes. Okay. Because he looks like Jon Snow. In the in Dom changed his character to look like Jon Snow. Oh, nice. Came with um, a theme. Then, uh, what everybody really comes for when the 30 man Royal Rumble match for the MSPH Money in the Bank briefcase wraps up the event uh, with the winner getting a shot at the World Heavyweight Championship either at the next event or immediately after the Royal Rumble, depending on who wins and when they decide they want to cash in the money in the bank. Uh, Entrance confirmed. Clowny hair. Ronald. JJ from PA. Ronald McDonald. Yes, Ronald McDonald. Okay. Dominator. Faker. Head injury Yoda guy. (laughs) I got to see what that looks like. And making their returns. (laughs) Woody. Oh, no. And Shitman Fart. Oh, wow. Okay. Big surprise. How can Ren Ren not be a part of this? Come on. I don't know. uh, I'm trying to convince her. The Bat Dad will also be entering the Rumble as number 30. More surprise entrance will be revealed during the event. Awesome. If, If Bat Dad gets eliminated... Shame on that scumbag who does that. You you should just throw yourself over the fucking top rope. Shouldn't be. Bad dad needs to win this. That's that's who I'm rooting for. Uh, the full Even event so card with ma- all matches myself. and the Zoom meeting link will be posted to the Patreon leading up to the event. There so you go. Now's a, the perfect time to subscribe to Patreon if you are not a subscriber already. There's never been a better time to join our Patreon at patreon.com slash mad scientist party hour. Um, people are really, really loving Crafter Jeff, Supermarket Queefs, um, all our individual stuff. The, I mean, the bonus podcast we do every week started as like a half hour thing. It's usually now 45 minutes to an hour um, every week. So a lot of supplemental MSPH content. 
a lot of us doing shit together, a lot of us doing shit separate. There's tons and tons of stuff on there. I, th- I feel like we have probably one of the most generous Patreons in existence, if I do say so myself. Um, and I guess that's uh, that's about it. Unless Jeff and Shuddy, you guys have any anything that's super pressing we got to get out this week? No, nope. I just the MSPH wrestling announcement was all I had that was pressing. Yeah, this weekend, friends. Um, um to to those who are in the PFL, uh, real deuce the second uh fantasy football oh. msph fantasy football league we are drafting two hours before msph wrestling so just gonna try to bucket it all in the same little time frame for you guys hopefully that helps you out um i don't know some people will probably be annoyed by it some people will like it we'll see but that's when it is three o'clock pacific standard time uh saturday uh, yeah no, uh, no what i Mine, is, I'll just talk to you guys off air because I don't want to put you on the spot. Oh. On recording. All right. Appreciate that. And it's uh, nothing, it's about our fantasy football league. It's nothing, uh, it's not, I'm not quitting again or anything. So let's. Is there any way you could put Kevin on the spot, not me? Or do we both have to be on the spot? Well, it is a question for both of you because I need your votes. So I can't do uh, one or the other. Let's just wait. Fuck it. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, don't forget this weekend, Saturday, uh, eight p.m. Eastern, three or five p.m. Pacific. Twitch.tv/domv311. Every time we do one of these events, we have new people uh, signing up and checking out for the first time, and they always love it, and they always kick themselves for not having caught on earlier. So do yourself a favor, check it out. Um, the aforementioned Patreon, patreon.com slash mad scientist party hour. You can also subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash mad scientist party hour. And you can follow us on Instagram. I'm at Kevin Craft. At Shuddy Boy. At Oshito. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Oshito.com. Promo code Puminati on checkout. Get yourself some delicious hot sauce. It's fucking bomb. I've bought some to give away to people, and they all love it. Uh, very, very, very delicious, delicious, delicious hot sauce. Um, what else? Uh, if, if you want to be a part of voicemails, yay, it's 201-472-0139. And as always, we read them, as you saw from this episode, uh, Hour at gmail.com if you would like to shoot us your emails. We also have at MSPH Podcast on both Twitter and Instagram if you'd like to throw those a follow. And uh, that's about it, friends. But until next time, something. Kablooey, kablooey, kablooey. Big media reaction. Oh, yeah. It's Dr. Steve. Okay. Um. Eagles. Hmm. Uh, oh boy, nope, that's not it. Why can't this fucking...
email show up? There we go. Man, New York Post tweeted out an article allegedly eating one hot dog takes 35 minutes off of life. <laughs> I'm going to be dead by the end of 2022. Turns out ground up pig anuses and scrotums aren't very good for you. When's the last time you ate a hot dog, Kevin? Mm. It's been a couple of years. Yeah, sounds like it. I might have had one. I don't know. Judgmental. Maybe like five years ago, I had one at Pink's. Wow. So I was witness to your last hot dog. Probably. Yeah. Jesus. I don't know. Hot dogs aren't the greatest thing, in my opinion. I know where I like them best if they're made in somebody's backyard on a grill. Fair enough. I I have a grill. I like the grill char marks. Cook up some hot dogs. Yeah, I me you. I've, I've learned what that date, means. My in, grill in Clark language. I'm not falling oh, for wow. that again. You think I'm gonna sneak gay sex up on you? I wouldn't do that. I'm not worried about sneaking it. I'm worried about you forcing it. As you should be. I don't have to sneak it. Just <laughs> fucking force it. Ring a ding ding. <laughs> Man, I feel like we have a jam packed show. Maybe it's because in my head I have, we have things. I have things to talk about. Do you guys oh. have things to discuss? I have two films to review. Nice. Um, I have a lot to talk about, yeah. I have some... Uh, I did legally purchase marijuana in the state of Pennsylvania, so we have that to discuss. Sounds wonderful. Uh, um, wow, sounds like we might have to do four hours today, huh? Yep. Wait. Are we going to talk about Afghanistan? Let's Recording in progress. Kevin, you start. What are your thoughts on how Joe Biden is handling Afghanistan? I think he should have exploded it. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's... Drop a little a little man on him. I got you. I'm just... <laughs> Jesus. I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to zag when everybody zigs. Well, I mean... <laughs> Fair enough. You zagged right into oncoming traffic. That's a pretty hot take to just <laughs> nuke the fucking country. That's what we do here on MSPH. We we get hot Jesus. takes. Wow. Let's leave it there then. I, yeah. I, I can't outtake that. The nuke. Nope. Don't you have to get like 15 straight kills for that? How, do you, how does one get the nuke nowadays? I think it might be 25 straight kills. Oh Last time God, I checked. Kevin, Kevin you savage. <laughs> hey, I got the coolest emblems unlocked. And banners. All right. Yeah, let's just leave it there. Even though our platform is huge and people are probably really looking forward to hearing our thoughts on Afghanistan. I think you pretty much summed it up. Yeah. Should have just nuked them. Yeah. Oh, All right. Well, since we got a lot of show to do, you want to you want to just get right into this? Do you want to maybe see if the button we can hear the buttons first and then? Yeah, go show buttons. Snoopy Poop Dog! All right, let's do it. You fucking roast beef cunt neck. Never mind. (laughs) You were doing so well there. Damn it. (laughs) Los Angeles, California. This is the Mad Scientist Party Hour. Uh, 